will not name any names. <laughs> okay, we've started a series that I've entitled Six Signs on the Road to a Victorious Life. And when we started a couple of weeks ago as an introduction, we uh, had a lot of signs up here, funny signs. And life is filled with signs telling us to do this and do that, go here, go there. Turn this way, turn that way. And if we follow the signs that life gives us, oftentimes, most times, we're going to end up with that one sign that we said, the sidewalk ends here. But if we follow the signs that God gives us, we can live a victorious life. So that's what this series is about. Last week, uh, we looked at the sign that said, Seek. And a camp comes from the words of Jesus that are recorded for us in Matthew 6:33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And we pointed out that the context of this statement, that Jesus has been talking about worry, about anxiety, about fretting about things. And he noted the many everyday things that people worry about. We kind of expanded on that in the sermon last week. And we talked about how we worry about money and how we worry about what people think about us or what we think people think about us. And with regard to what others think, we pointed out that God has never said we are here to please other people. On the contrary, we're here to seek his kingdom and his righteousness in our lives. And what other people think really doesn't matter. It's what God thinks. And in the bulletin last week, I used the word worry as an acrostic to illustrate the reality of worry. W-O-R-R-Y. W, it wastes your time. O, it only brings you down. R, it resolves nothing. R, it renders you inert. And Y, it yields only more of itself. So the first sign on the road to a victorious life is to seek God's kingdom and righteousness in your life instead of worrying over things. So today we're going to look at the second sign on the road to a victorious life. And this sign says, think. Pray with me, please. Our gracious Father, we come to you today to be challenged and encouraged in our walk. We all want to live a victorious life, Father. And that there are so many signs in life that call us away call us astray, lead us in paths that take us nowhere. Help us, Father, to follow your signs. And as we look at this this morning, help us see the truth of it. And we ask it in your Son's name. Amen. Now, I know I've shared this little story with you in the past, but I want to share it again because it uh, really sets the stage and illustrates what I want to talk about this morning. So there was, there was this guy 
who always saw the glass half empty, so to speak. He was just a negative thinker. No matter what was going on, he only saw the negative side of it. And if there wasn't one, he would always find a way to make one. Now, he had some friends who wanted to find a way to get him to think positively about something. So they came up with this idea they were going to invite him to go duck hunting with him. But before they invited him, they went down to the lake and they spent a fair amount of time building a little platform out into the lake. But they built it so it was about an inch, two inches below the surface of the water. And then they spent a few hours teaching their retriever to run out on that platform and run back. So finally they were ready and they invited their friend to go duck hunting with them. And there they hid behind the blinds and eventually a duck flew over in front of them and they shot it and it fell into the lake. And they sent their retriever to go get the duck. So the dog, as trained, ran out across the hidden platform and it looked for all the world like he was running on top of the water. So once the dog got back with the duck, the guys asked their negative friend if he noticed anything unusual about their dog. And without the slightest hes hesitation, he said, yeah, he can't swim. <laughs> Have you ever known anyone like this? No matter what's going on, they see the negative side of it. Or maybe you're kind of like this. Well, we're going to look at a sign that God has given us, which, if we will heed it, will help us live a victorious life by avoiding the sinkhole of negativity. And our text this morning comes from Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 6. The Apostle Paul writes, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now once again this morning, this admonition comes in a context, as each passage of Scripture does. And the context once again has to do with anxiety. But when we read those last two verses, we see that the Apostle Paul is drawing a distinction. It is a distinction between dwelling on positive things instead of the negative that brings us anxiety. So let's take a look at this distinction 
Now I want to here at the beginning state a truth, and this is kind of foundational. Negativity brings anxiety, but focusing on the positive brings peace of mind. So let's first look at why we tend to focus on the negative. Now let me warn you up front here, this may get under your skin. Actually, I hope it does. Because just maybe it'll shake you up enough to do something about it. So why do we focus on negativity? Well, for one thing, doing so is sometimes an effort on our part either consciously or unconsciously, to make us feel better about ourselves. If we focus on the negativity around us, sometimes, again, consciously or unconsciously, it makes us feel better about ourselves. We compare ourselves to the way we think others are, or what others have, or how we think others are thought of, And we're just sure that we're not thought of in as good a light as they are. So what do we do? We look for ways to be able to look negatively at others because that brings them down. And while we may say we aren't any better, we really feel like we are or at least we're bringing them down to our level. And sometimes pointing out the negative gives us a little sense of superiority because we can see it. Nobody else sees it, but we see it. Another possible reason for focusing on negativity is simply that it has become a habit. We don't even think about it. It's just our automatic reaction. It's not necessarily that we want to be a negative person, but it just comes out without any conscious motivation. Now, there may be other factors like the one we just talked about at play here, but it's not necessarily a conscious effort, so it just happens. Why? Well, it's because it's become a habit. Usually when someone develops a habit in their life, they don't think of it as a habit. To them, it's just the way they are. They can't help it. They may blame the way they grew up. They may blame it on their family, their parents. They may blame it on some event that's taken place in their life that affected them. But they can't help it. But the sign that we're looking at today tells a different story. The sign says, think And my friends, to think 
is a deliberate action. When Paul says, think on these things, he is bringing to bear a powerful truth. But it's a truth that we sometimes overlook or ignore. And the truth the Apostle Paul brings to bear here is this. God has given each of us a powerful ability. And this powerful ability is the ability to choose. This ability is rooted in God's gift of free will. Now, if you find yourself constantly saying, in effect, I can't help it, you're lying to yourself. Or maybe more accurately, you are allowing Satan to whisper in your ear, you can't help it. That's just the way you are. And we believe it. You believe his lie. And then you lie to yourself and to anyone else who happens to challenge you. But my friends, you are not set in stone. You are a living, breathing work in progress. You are not set in stone. And God has given you the power to make choices in your life that will either further your progress or impede your progress. Now think about this. Why are you a Christian? Were you just born that way? <laughs> Did someone else or some event make you a Christian? And you can't help it? No. It's because you were given a choice. And you had the ability to make a choice. And you chose to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It was a choice. Listen to this, if you have the power, and you do, if you have the power to choose eternal life, what makes you think you don't have the power to choose to be positive instead of negative? God has given you an awesome power. Now, Am I suggesting that in our humanity we can always, every turn, in every situation, always immediately be positive? No. In our humanity, in our frailty, in our sinful nature, we can and we will often have a negative response come to our mind. But here's the thing. My mom had a saying. 
She said, just because a bird lights on your head doesn't mean you have to let it build a nest there. So a negative thought arises in your head. And you let it sit there. And it becomes a habit. But you don't have to accept Satan's lie. You don't have to believe that you can't help it. You don't have to latch on to it. You don't have to let it take control of your life. You don't have to choose to be negative. You have the power to choose to be positive. So use your God-given power. As we go through life, things affect us. And the easy thing to do, the habitual thing to do, is to become very negative. About the situation, about the people around that situation, And we latch on to that negativity. We let the bird build a nest on our head. It becomes a habit. And we become a negative person. There is no peace in negativity. There is only anxiety. God gave you the power to choose His way. Not Satan's. Use your God-given power. Make the conscious choice. Tell Satan to get behind you. Chase the bird off your head. Think. Think on these things. Whatever is true. Satan's lies aren't true. Whatever is honorable. Honor God with your thoughts. Whatever is right, you know what is right. Choose it. Whatever is pure, impurity soils your spirit. It soils your witness. Whatever is lovely, don't dwell on the ugly because, believe me, it rubs off. You become what you focus on. Think on whatever is good. Whatever is of good repute. Satan will try to tell you it's okay. Don't believe his lies. Focus on what is good in the eyes of God. Do you want excellence in your life? Do you want God's praise in your life? Do you want to live a life a victorious life? Follow the sign. Think on these things. Heavenly Father, it's easy to 
say these things. And it's much more difficult to live them. But Father, you have given us the power. We do have the ability. Help us, Father, to use the free will you've given us. To choose to think on what is good. What is right, what is true, what is honorable, what is pure, what is lovely. Instead of the ugliness and the negative things of life. Help us, Father, to see the good. And we ask it in your Son's precious name. Amen. This time we'll stand and sing our closing song.